Hey, it's Dave from Florida Beer Blog and Florida Beer Podcast. And if you were like me, trying to figure out a way to start podcasting, Anchor is the app for you. I use it for this podcast and it's ridiculously easy to use. It's 100% free and they'll even match you with sponsors so you can get paid to podcast right away. You can do interviews from anywhere in the world. You can import your own audio. You can record directly in the app. All you need is your phone or a tablet or computer to get started. Just go to anchor.fm forward slash start and get started as early as today. Thank you for listening. Welcome to episode three of Florida Beer Podcast powered by FloridaBeerBlog.com. This is Dave, your host and writer of FloridaBeerBlog.com. Thank you for joining us on episode three. On today's episode, we are going to be hearing from the Southland Taproom in South Fort Myers, a new taproom with 24 taps and plenty of local and domestic craft beer to go around. We're also going to be hearing from David from Biscayne Bay Brewing. They've got some really exciting things going on around the state of Florida. We'll be reading posts about Proof Brewing Company in Tallahassee and a visit to Green Bench out in St. Petersburg. We've got some news and events from around the state. And we'd like to go ahead and thank our promotional partner, Drink Aid, a drink supplement for you to drink that will help cure hangovers. You can find them at drinkaid.com. Thank you so much for coming back for episode three and enjoy. Since late last year, Southland Taproom and South have been serving up local residents a dizzying array of local and national craft beers from a row of 24 taps and an ever-revolving list of bottles. Owner Tommy Johnson is here with us on the Florida Beer Podcast. Tommy, how are you? I'm doing great, David. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for being here. So how did the concept of Southland Taproom come about? I blame it all on Asheville, North Carolina. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I used to be a healthcare consultant and, and flew around the country at different hospitals uh, working on oncology uh, project management jobs. And one of my locations was Asheville, North Carolina at Mission Health. And I was there for over two years and two months, um, traveling mm-hmm. back and forth from Fort Myers to uh, Asheville every week. So uh, you can't help but get caught up in the craft beer scene there. If anybody who's been there, and I'm sure maybe you have too, but, um, you know, you just, it, it, it envelops the city. It's, a, you know, one of those quote-unquote beer cities. And uh, just after a while, just, you know, sitting at what became my favorite place called Highwire Brewing. I was just sitting there doing mm-hmm. some work, some meeting minutes on my laptop and having a pint and started thinking, I was like, Looks like everybody here is having a pretty good time. This seems like a pretty fun place, pretty good vibe. Everybody's happy. Everybody's having a good time. And, and uh, man, this sounds like something would be fun for me to do. So kind <laughs> of uh, thought like over probably about a couple of years, I was like, how can I be part of this? I'm not a brewer. I've helped people, you know, home brewers brew some stuff, but it's just not my nature. I'm not a chemist uh-huh. or an engineer. So um, I was like, how can I get in this business? And, you know, everybody dreams about, owning their own business one day. We all daydream that all the time. So I was mm-hmm. like, 
you know what we don't have in Fort Myers, Florida, really, is any of these taproom bottle shops that are so prevalent across the Carolinas, North Carolina, South Carolina. And uh, I was like, that's what's missing down in Fort Myers. We do have one small one located in this area, but that's it. And uh, so I was like, is this my niche? Is this how I can fit into this scene? And and I did some due diligence and worked with my wife and kind of the timing kind of came around and I pretty much dedicated 2018 to doing it and stepped away from my consulting career. And now here I am. Excellent. And how has the reception been in an area of Florida that is not traditionally known for craft beer? Um, it's been pretty good. It's been pretty good. The, the funny thing is, um, is, maybe the education of our area is, is growing so fast every day as far as craft beer. And I mean, our breweries are taking off. The scene is taking off, but you know, mm -hmm. we're still really young kind of immature as far as relative to other places in the country, St. Pete and, you know, as for Florida, for example, or maybe in like Nashville or Grand Rapids, you know, or definitely behind them, but just mm -hmm. the name tap room has kind of thrown some people off. Um, you know, not really sure what it is. Um, I get people that walk in quite a bit and say, Oh, where do you brew your beer? And I say, no, <laughs> I'm a, I'm an independent tap room. Um, I'm not affiliated with any specific, uh, brewery so I can get my beer from anywhere. And they, Oh, okay. And I'll share this one quick story. Uh, you know, yeah. when I was very first opening, maybe the first month we were open, um, right after Thanksgiving, kind of this lull before Christmas hit and season hit down in this area. Um, I was just in there probably early in the day, just open and the door swung open and I kind of glanced over and there's this gentleman walking in and he had a, a small girl with him. He took about three steps in and I said, Hey, how you doing? Welcome. He stopped and he looked around and said, is this not a dance studio? And I go, <laughs> uh, no, sir. We're a craft beer tap room and bottle shop. He's like, Oh, I apologize. And I was like, Oh, no problem. No problem. And he turned around and walked out, thought the word tap room yeah. meant, a dance studio yeah. yeah so it's, it's been it's been interesting <laughs> so i've been trying to educate some people who come in who aren't you know big crafter people who want to learn who want to drink who want to enjoy it you know a tap room there's a tap room in every brewery that's where you go and drink your beer and then the brew house is yeah. in the back where you brew your beers and those are all inside a brewery so it's kind of you know as simple mm -hmm. as that sounds some people you know just don't know and I'm, I'm glad to educate it there was a time where i didn't know either and uh so we're just kind of kind of trying to make our niche make our name people understand what a, a true independent taproom bottle shop is like you would see like mm -hmm. around carolinas or anywhere else in the country really that now we have one in fort myers and that's us nice what i've noticed that you've done event wise is most tap rooms will have tap takeovers but with the ones that you've done with green bench recently and before that you had one from bone hook you've actually brought brewery representatives there so that way they can talk to the people about their beer. Is that a focus of the tap takeovers that you want to do? Why did you decide to kind of go that route? Um, I, I think it's interesting. Um, the things that brewers can come up with, I mean, they're, 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 they're artists in a way, you know, with their turning yeah. all these ingredients into something that's amazing. It's delicious. It's, it's, it's exciting. Um, so if you can have that person available, which some brewers aren't really interested in talking to some people and some really are, um, you know, if you can have somebody like that or very close to it, be there when the beers are being poured. So for example, we'll mm -hmm. do like five taps for, um, like we did a red Cypress one and we'll be doing a green bench one here soon. Um, then they can okay. elaborate on it more than I can. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm the seller, but I don't know everything that went into it, how many 
times you might have tried to brew a, a coffee porter or the Hefeweizen mm-hmm. and how it turned into something else and you had to start all over. So there's always stories behind it. And I mean, these people all have stories. Breweries have stories, how they came about. The <laughs> beer has stories. Why are you brewing this instead of that? So if I can have that rep there and, and kind of help them showcase their brewery, maybe widen their footprint a little bit, then mm-hmm. also helps our customers who maybe don't really know what goes on behind the scenes. They look at a bunch of brewing equipment and think, oh, that's where the magic happens, where it is. But, uh-huh. you know, like, who's this person who does this? And, like, how did you come about it? And, you know, so I think that kind of helps our customers uh, who are, you know, somewhat beer knowledge or very beer knowledge. We have guys come in and want to pop quiz the brewers and stuff like that. So um, I, it can only help. And, and I think it helps spread, you know, the word of, of what craft beer really is and what goes into making what you're actually drinking. Excellent. Uh, especially with your 24 taps, how do you go about choosing which beers you want to feature? Well, it's a juggling act, to say the least. So, um, <laughs> you know, you think 24, oh, you got plenty of space to have every style. Well, we learned early on, we tried to kind of spread the wealth out a little bit and try to mm-hmm. touch all different kinds of styles that our customer feedback was very quickly IPA, IPA, IPA. Where are all your IPAs? And we had like maybe three of them on, maybe a light one, a session, and then maybe a double. And that wasn't enough. And they wanted their IPAs and their dark beers. So every part of the state, every part of your 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 town you might live in, or maybe even your neighborhood, everybody kind of has a little bit different taste. And in our our neighborhood over there at three three nine oh eight is uh, mm-hmm. is definitely IPAs. They like their dark beers. So um, gotcha. we, we yeah we so we started you know. Try to lean a little bit more, a little bit more, and kind of get a little experimental, like maybe grapefruit IPA, um, you know, double IPA, triple IPAs. You know, we need some session IPAs. So um, we kind of we kind of listen to our people. You know, we want to bring the customer what they're interested in, but then we also want to kind of bring them something maybe they haven't heard before. You know, so uh, we kind of do it that way. Um, uh, I've got two great staff members. Um, very, one of them is extremely beer knowledgeable. He's a brewer. Um, and so he'll say, Oh, I've heard about this. I've heard about that. Or I talked to somebody who wants us to carry this. So that's, that's, that's kind of helps us make our decisions. Um, and then just popularity. Maybe I tasted this when I was on the road someplace and now I want to get that. Um, so it kind of, you know, it kind of fluctuates sometimes we're IPA heavy. Sometimes we don't have enough according to our customers. Sometimes we don't have enough dark beer. Sometimes we have too many. So uh, between the 24 on tap, which we always keep um, maybe a sour, because we're not really a sour neighborhood, I found out. Um, uh-huh. so we have a couple ciders on, and then we use our um, package inventory, which are our shelves. Everything that's on our shelves is in our cooler. Um, so you can, if you don't see something you like there, you can always go over to the cooler and go grab something um, off of there, and we'll pour it in the glass for you and, and get the same effect. Excellent. Um, what beer do you always want to make sure that you have on tap just because it's your tap room and that's what you like? <laughs> oh boy. Um, I don't want to give the cliche. I love them all, but, um, you know, I always, I've, I always like ambers. I like lagers, but I like amber ales. Um, you know, like, you know, really malty, you know, on the sweet side. Um, so mm-hmm. I've, I've coming from Asheville and being inspired by Asheville, um, the Highland Gaelic Ale is, is, is just one of the, one of the king beers of that town. Um, obviously Highland is the oldest brewery or close to the oldest brewery in Asheville. So everybody knows Highland's Gaelic Ale. 
Um, so mm-hmm. when I had the opportunity to get that on tap, I was like, kind of pat myself on the back a little bit, like, wow, this is really <laughs> happening. I really actually pulled this off the place I used to go in Asheville and, and order Highlands Gaelic Ale. Now I have it. And it's just an amber mm-hmm. ale. And it's just, it's just quality all the way through. Um, so, you know, if I can have that on tap, always kind of keep an ale, a red ale, excuse me, or, or an amber, you know, on tap. And, and, and if I can sneak uh, Highlands in there every now and then, I try to do that. Very cool. Uh, so what kind of events do you usually have? What can people experience when they come to Southland's Tap Room? And where can they go to find more information? Um, as far as events, we've we've starting to really build them up in um, in January. We you know we just opened at the very end of uh, the tail end of November, um, so December we just try to navigate and try to see what's kind of clicking in Fort Myers. We kind of try to do our due diligence on what some of the events the breweries were doing and and the ones that kind of fit into who we are because we're a venue and we're kind of a little bit different than everybody else. So what can we do with our space? What's available for our space? So obviously tap takeovers are are one of them and that way you can bring mm-hmm. in beers from maybe places that people have heard of it but never been or never even heard of it um and so we try to do that once a month we don't want to oversaturate it um, we want to make it a little bit special um we had a pint night with a bone hook recently it was one of our first events mm-hmm. and we felt like it went very well it was kind of like pulling the training wheels off for us and see if we can you know host events and, and it went well um and then uh we're part of uh, some some interesting ones. We're part of a little scavenger hunt uh, that uh, one of the smaller breweries over in Cape Coral called Eight Foot Brewing um, has, has done okay. an amazing job over there. They're, they start up a scavenger hunt with like four or five breweries. So we'll have that on a Saturday. I'm working with um, the Mini Cooper Club of Southwest Florida to add us to their poker run. You know, we're trying to mm-hmm. kind of do a little offsetting, you know, um, uh, little events like that. And, and, and all those you can find you know, on our website, website, the southlandtaproom.com and across all our social media. Um, and mm-hmm. then, you know, we, then we do the typical, like on Tuesdays, we have two buck Tuesdays. We mark down some beers down to $2. We knock $2 off our wine selection, which we have a, a pretty good wine selection for a tap room, I think. And, uh, then we have a healthcare appreciation on Wednesday, um, and, mm-hmm. uh, uh, education appreciation on Fridays. And we'll be starting up mm-hmm. trivia here soon to kind of get our name out and, uh, kind of, getting into that kind of event. So we're excited about those. All right. Thank you for coming on. We appreciate your time. All right, David. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. One of the frustrating things about writing a blog that encompasses the entire state of Florida is getting representation from the entire state of Florida. It's easy to get the stuff in South Florida by me, and I'm in Central Florida just enough to where it can do a fairly passable job covering that scene. North Florida is just impossible sometimes, and I have yet to get anything deep in the panhandle which annoys me to no end. That's why I really didn't think I was going to be getting anything from Tallahassee, but Proof Brewing is doing so amazingly well that they're all over the state at this point. They've got two cans in wide distribution, along with untold numbers of beers and kegs, and they've just opened up a brand new production facility and massive tap room in Tallahassee, which is only going to significantly increase the amount of output they have available. If you're listening to the podcast, 
Episode 1 contains an interview with Danny from TLH Beer Society, who actually did the interview while standing in the new facility a few days before their grand opening. That is why I am able to review proof as much as I can, and why they're much the solely accessible beer brewed in Central Time Zone Florida that I can get here in South Florida on a regular basis. The latest beer that I was able to get from them was the raspberry version of their Kissing Giants Goza series. It is a Goza, obviously. 5.0% ABV. The beer has great bright head with some extra tight lacing that leads into a reddish-orange color. Aroma-wise, it has a lot of tart berry character mixed with a light biscuit note. The flavor is nice and tart, it's very fruity with a lot of the qualities of exceptionally fresh raspberry, amplified quite a bit with a lacto-style tartness to bring it through. I definitely want to congratulate Proof Brewing on the opening of their massive new facility and I hope that someday I will be able to make the drive up so I can check them out in person. In the meantime, hopefully they can get their Tallahassee friends together and start sending some more beer down to South Florida. Free family fun with games, music, food trucks, Florida craft beers, and wine. Ooh. Join the KBJ Show for the Jam with the Fam, a concert in the park on Friday, February 22nd, starting at 5 p.m. at the Coral Springs Sportsplex. Get all the details at WRMF.com. All right, let's do some news. Let's see, the third annual South Florida Beer Festival, the Female Brew Fest, It's going to be at March 23rd at Pegasus Park at Gulfstream Park, which if you have never seen the horse statue at Gulfstream Park is, um, how do I say this, interesting. This is really interesting because it is a brew festival that's hosted and promoting breweries that are either co-owned or co-owned by women or have a female running an important part of the business. Now, what's nice is that it's going to be a more central, pet-friendly location. There are 15 breweries confirmed. New ones are going to be added on a regular basis. There are some brewer talks. And what's going to be exciting is some of those female beer experts are going to be talking about getting into and really promoting women in brewing. Over in Pinellas County... Big Storm Brewing, Descent Craft Brewing, and Flying Boat Brewing have partnered to create a beer that is going to be getting money together for Habitat for Humanity. They're hoping to raise $50,000 to build a house for a local family in need. The beer is called The House That Beer Built. It's available in the Big Storm tap rooms in Clearwater and pasco and it looks like it's a belgian wit beer with obviously orange peel and coriander plus grains of paradise Uh, like i said that is on tap now and sounds to be pretty good finally do not forget that jam with the fam a concert in the park is coming to coral springs on friday february 22nd KVJ Show will be there. We'll have a nice selection of food trucks, a tap list curated by yours truly, and I will be there as well. 
Uh, live music from Kim Rottery starting at 7 o'clock. KVJ takes the stage at 5 o'clock. Be there. Admission is free and open to all. Since 2014, Biscayne Bay Brewing has been a stalwart of the South Florida brewing scene. And we're on the phone with David Lippman, the sales manager for Miami-Dade and Monroe counties, to give us a little bit more info as to what's going on with this awesome brewing conglomerate. David, how are you doing? Good morning. Not too bad. How about yourself? I appreciate it. <laughs> doing pretty good uh so looking at your social media it looks like Biscayne bay was just in north florida what's going on with that yes yeah, so we had the opportunity myself and uh my uh direct higher up uh we had the opportunity to go meet with the uh champion brands up in jacksonville they handle basically uh jacksonville ponte vedra st augustine and we were able to sign on a uh, uh distribution partnership to expand our miami-based liquid up in their area Excellent. Um, how many of your uh, labels are you going to be bringing up there? So we started with, I believe it's five SKUs. I know we have we have our Miami Pale, our uh, our Siren Saison, uh, our La Colada Porter, our Captain's Col. I'm sorry, not the Saison. Our Miami Pale, our La Colada, our Captain's Colch, our Double Nine IPA, and our Lighthouse Pilsner. Excellent. Excellent. So when will North Florida beer drinkers be able to see those? So right now when we were up there, it was, it, it was awesome. The, the team up there, I can't, I can't speak any more highly of how, how accepting they've been for our brand. It works because, you know, we're happy to partner with them considering they don't really represent too many Miami based breweries. Um, it's, um, it's given us the opportunity where, you know, they're really hands-on with their on, on-premise and off-premise sales team as far as setting up ride-alongs, getting the beer out to accounts and everything. And, you know, we had a couple of tap takeovers with uh, a few spots like uh, in the community of Nocatee, um, mm-hmm. at, uh, 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 at uh, Keg & Coin, Beer 30. There's a, a, lot of, a lot of great, you know, crafty style spots in the area and it's, that it's, it's growing mm-hmm. like crazy. It'll give us the opportunity with Publix up there as well as Total Wine. Uh, we've had Riverside Liquors as the first uh, package location that's brought on Miami Pale, and they've been just flying through it. Excellent. So back a little bit farther south, you're opening up a taproom in downtown Miami. Is that correct? Yes, yes. We will have uh, – so our, our main facility is in Doral, uh, right off of 25th Street, just west of the uh, Palmetto Parkway. Uh, that's where we have everything. We have our brew house. We have our kitchen, our tap room. And we are in the process of opening up a second location in the downtown area on the corner of uh, First and First, basically. If uh, those that are familiar with the downtown Miami area, it's about a block away from the um, Alfred DuPont building. And it's the old Miami Historic Post Office. Um, cool. Ownership has purchased the building. We're just getting ready to, from my understanding, just getting ready to gut everything and you know, get everything rolling. We will brew on site at a four barrel system, which is nice. So we can do, you know, some of those crazy styles and everything. We're excited to bring, you know, the first downtown brewery, uh, in or first brewery into the downtown area, considering everything's in East is in the Wynwood area. Excellent. That's really cool to hear. Um, 
In terms of packaging, are there any new beers that customers are going to be seeing on store shelves pretty soon? So we're we're in the process of experimenting with um, another package skew. Right now, we offer uh, for every Publix in uh, every, especially in South Florida, every Publix carries our oh. Miami Pale Ale. Um, that comes in a six pack bottle. We also have our Captain's Kolsch, our Siren Saison, and our La Colada Porter that we offer in package as well mainly with locations such as Total Wines, Whole Foods, Fresh Markets, and Milam's Markets, um, mm-hmm. some of the local spots like Mendez Fuels and so on. Um, we are looking into the opportunity of expanding with our, uh, our Lighthouse Pilsner and experimenting on the package side. Uh, we've looked into the potential of you know 16-ounce cans just with the accessibility of, uh, of that product, and it gives – gives us the opportunity to you know grab a single grab a four pack and you know hopefully we'll have uh we'll have that finalized very very soon excellent excellent uh so what big events do you have coming up so right now we 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 usually we have everything posted on on our social media as far as um you know as far as whether we're doing samplings in the area total wines uh and whole foods um certain places where, where the beer is featured the biggest thing that we're, we're prepping for this weekend we have um mia's mega uh mega Fe- mega mix fest at the magic city casino um i personally will be there it's uh i believe 27 uh 25 to 27 breweries are going to be there to support it's going to be a huge festival you can go on uh mia beers social media and they'll have direct links to to purchase tickets we will also be uh, up in Vero Beach with uh, our distributors up there, JJ Taylor. We will be doing the, the Vero Beach uh, Beer Festival this weekend as well. So we, uh, for a brewery based, uh, based in the Doral area, we will be uh, hitting all, all corners of, uh, of, from the Treasure Coast down this weekend. That's pretty awesome. Thank you so much for your time and uh, making some good beers. Yeah, appreciate it. We get you to the tap room, check out the facility, and uh, – you know, we'll keep your following updated on the opening for downtown as well. Absolutely. Appreciate it. See you soon, yeah, man. Thank you. It is with great satisfaction that I can report that there is a green bench at Green Bench Brewing. There's only one, and it's sort of hidden by the bathrooms, but at least they have one. I will readily admit that I expected a lot more with the historical significance of the Green Bench to the city of St. Petersburg, and the company getting its name from said item. But at least there's one. Green Bench Brewing, which seems to be the darling of Pinellas County Brewing, is situated at one end of the city's main drag, Central Avenue. It's interesting in that most of the other breweries in this booming beer town are located on the other end, closer to Tropicana Field. But Green Bench is very comfortable where they are with a huge facility, including a few massive fooders, or foders, or feeders. I've heard it pronounced many different ways, actually. A cozy tap room with giant picture windows overlooking the brewing floor and what has to be one of the biggest outdoor patio spaces I have ever seen. Green Bench is known for creatively decadent hop-forward beers and an ever-increasing lineup of wild and farm ales. But, and this is going to disappoint many of my listeners, I did not go for any of that on my recent trip. For some reason, I just wasn't in the mood. 
Instead, the beer that seemed most appetizing was one that they contract brew for a restaurant very close by, the Dr. Barbecue Pale Lager, which is a Hellas at 5.3% ABV. I find it interesting that they called this a pale lager. While pale in color with a light hazy straw visage, I would classify the Hellas in a league of its own. Naming something pale, especially in the Tampa Bay area, generally means you're still bringing at least two dank hops to the party. Take a look at what Cigar City did with their Hellas Lager, overhopping it to where it completely changed the style. Green Bench, on the other hand, went right down the middle and produced a perfectly on-point Hellas, one of my absolute favorite beers on earth. It's got just the right amount of biscuity sweetness, almost like a lemon poppy seed bread without the poppy seeds. It's not rough or aggressive and has a great mouthfeel and bright texture to go along with a solid malt character. I know that it's almost sacrilege to have chosen a Hellas Lager on a visit to Greenbench, a brewery so entwined with other styles that they're actually opening up a second facility just for their wild ales in the very near future. Hate all you want, I had to go for the kind of beer I really wanted and I knew that they would be able to produce effectively. They did not disappoint. All they needed was maybe a few more green benches. And that is episode three in the books. I'd like to thank our partner DrinkAid for promotional consideration. DrinkAid is a prevention and recovery boost drink. It's pretty awesome. Comes in both limeade and berry flavors, and I'm a big fan of the limeade flavor. It is no sugar, low calorie, gluten free, and has all sorts of natural ingredients like aloe vera, B vitamins, go to cola, green tea extract, milk thistle to help you feel your best after a good night of enjoying craft beers responsibly, of course. You can find them all over the place, especially if you're on the West Coast, or you can find them at drinkaid.com. Make sure to check them out. Really great stuff. I'd like to thank all of our guests on today's podcast. If you're enjoying the Florida Beer Podcast at Florida, powered by FloridaBeerBlog.com, let me know by emailing me at FloridaBeerBlog at gmail.com. You can find us on social media. We're on Facebook at FL Beer Blog. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Florida Beer Blog. Make sure to like us and subscribe on your podcasting tool of choice. We're going to be coming on to Apple Podcasts pretty soon, but we are available on Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, and more. Also, don't forget to come out to Coral Springs on Friday, February 22nd for the Jam with the Fam, a concert in the park. Remember, I am going to be personally curating the tap list. And I've got some special beers that have not been seen in South Florida that are coming down just for the event. Thank you. Episode 4 will hopefully be in a week. We'll hopefully be broadcasting from Jam with the Fam. In the meantime, drink Florida Craft. And welcome to episode four of the Florida Beer Podcast. 
powered by FloridaBeerBlog.com. This is Dave, your host and writer of FloridaBeerBlog.com, and we've got a packed episode for you this week. We're going to be speaking with Bill Tabone from Play Harder Tours about beer tourism that he and his company sets up both here and around the globe. We're going to be speaking with an old friend of mine, Luis Suarez, from Old Deck Brewing. You'll be able to try some of his beers in the Miami-Dade area. And up first, we're going to be speaking with Corey Artanis, who is about to open Three Sons Brewing, a very hot up-and-coming brewery in the South Florida area that's been getting a lot of buzz lately. One thing that we're not going to be doing with the podcast, as per the request of some listeners, is going over old posts from FloridaBeerBlog.com. So I won't be reading those here, but what I think I'm going to start doing is I'm going to be reading them on separate sub-podcasts that you'll be able to download and listen to when those become available. So if that's something that you like or you have other ideas for how to improve the Florida Beer Podcast, do me a favor, hit me up at floridabeerblog at gmail.com. And I'm also available on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. So let's get right into it with our interview with Corey Artanis. Three Sons Brewing is going to be in Dania Beach, Florida. It is not open yet, but it will be opening in the coming weeks. And had a great interview with him. About two-thirds of the way through, you'll finally hear about the zombie iguana that they had at the facility. Hope you enjoy. As always, thank you very much for listening to today's episode. If you liked us, go ahead and subscribe. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your drinking buddies down at your favorite Florida brewery. Find us on Instagram and Twitter at Florida Beer Blog or on Facebook at FL Beer Blog. We're online always at FloridaBeerBlog.com. Special thank you to Kem Rottery. You're listening to Trouble, and you can find them on Spotify. You can also find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Stitcher, Anchor, however you're listening to us now. Hopefully, we'll be on Apple Podcasts in the very near future. Coming up next, we're going to have some great interviews lined up, have a full rundown of the recent Jam with the Fam concert in the park here in Coral Springs. We've also got some sponsors, and we definitely want to talk to them as well. Thank you so much. Make sure to listen to us in the future and drink Florida craft. <laughs> 